0: What's up, guys, and welcome to episode nine of the This Is Nonsense podcast. I am your host, Amazia.
1: And I'm your other host, John Templeton. And joining us today is Cody McCauley. He is the author of this incredible book. If you're watching, you can see it. The Flow Formula, the key to creating a superhuman society to unlock the potential of humanity. Now, Cody is a leader in the space of helping coaches, business owners... Get into a peak state and and flow, right? That's the name of his book, the Flow Formula, so that they can um, work at a higher capacity, be more efficient, create more revenue, all of these things. So that's what he does. Now, this book, there's a link um, below here somewhere. You know, if you if you enjoy this episode, and we know you will, uh, Emma and I are super excited. Grab yourself a copy of the the link, uh, the book, the Flow Formula. Okay, so. What we're going to be talking about is how your uh epigenetic expression and and how knowing it can help get you through any crisis including the one that we're all facing at the moment Mm -hmm. and when i first talked to cody about this stuff it was Mm mind-blowing he could tell what my epigenetics were based on my fingernails (laughs) so cody welcome to the show
2: uh thank you for that amazing introduction it's an honor to be here i'm super excited to be able to share with you guys and your audience um and whenever i get an introduction it's always interesting to be able to see where it goes and one of the first things that i talk about with people's epigenetic expression is uh if your if your ring finger is longer than your index finger then you have more testosterone in your body and then instantly whether you're listening or watching you instantly go and check your hand go okay cool i've got more testosterone in my body and that means that I can sell better. Yep. So for those of who are listening, they're, they're just checking their fingers now and working out what it is, which is a common experience. And um, when, when, when we look at our epigenetic expression, it's ultimately having this, this ultimate blueprint of who we are. Um, when, when I talk about it, I talk about it as being an encyclopedia of you. So I'm holding up a book right now for those of you who are listening. And it's, 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 it's like finding out, okay, cool. This is the encyclopedia of me. This is how I operate. This is my manual for how I operate in the world, what I'm here to be able to create in the world, how I can partner with other people that have different uh, unique gifts so that we can actually create this shift in the world of what I talk about creating this superhuman society uh, in the book and how we can actually start to partner with people and actually unlock those unique strengths to be able to create um, the the humanity, the reality that we ultimately wanna live in because ultimately right now, it's kind of not in that place, is it? Mm. So we've still got some work to do and understanding our epigenetic expression is the ultimate fast track to be able to do that. So,
1: yeah. Mm.
0: Amazing. And I'm so excited to deep dive into this because I found out about epigenetic expressions maybe like four months ago. And then obviously Cody, when you were around here the other day, we all got talking about it. And I think it's probably one of the biggest blocks to people experiencing success and fulfillment in all areas of their life because it's almost like they're trying to swim upstream or they're they're driving in someone else's lane right and when you get to understand that we each have an energetic template already kind of pre-programmed for us as well as it being affected by our decisions and the environment which I'm sure you'll go into Um, but it just helps us almost for me it helps me think about being in my power like not operating as someone else's template, but actually just being fully in my role and what I've come here to do using all of my, you know, genetic gifts and blessings and, and using that to channel that through. So for everyone listening, can you just share how you actually got into epigenetic expression and, and, and just kind of give an overview of what exactly it is and the different health types.
2: Yeah. Great question. Um, <laughs> it's a funny story when um when i first got into it because i was i was basically in this transitionary period i was in the fitness industry um and i was kind of transitioning out of the fitness industry i was a um I was a lecturer for sports nutrition australia i was on the board for sports nutrition australia and um this this guy basically just invites me to this event he's like oh this is going to be perfect for everything that you're doing in nutrition and in, in my mind i'm like i'm getting out of that um, is it okay if I swear on this podcast? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I'm getting get out of that i like like done with, with that. Words. Yeah, I'm done with that. I've, I've gone through all the ego deaths of that anyway. I don't want to fucking dive deeper into this this nutrition stuff. That's boring. Like, whatever. And then I said to the guy, I go, you know what? I, I'll, there could be a few prospects that are going to be in the new work that I'm doing with people. How many people are going to be in business there and how many, like, are they kind of successful or are they just starting out? It's like, there's going to be all these successful people there and I challenge you to see how many people you can prospect at that event. Now, little did I know at the time that he was playing into how my brain worked because he already knew that if he challenged me, then I would do it.
1: Based on your epigenetic type, right?
2: Yeah. Wow. So he knew how my brain worked and he knew how I, how he could sell to me that I would then move forward in that. And that's just one of the applications of how it plays out. And that's how I first came into it. Uh, and I just went, <laughs> the, the irony was, I was like, I'm going in this direction over here. And uh, when I learned about it, it instantly just meant, oh, I have to apply this to everything that I'm doing, regardless of the direction that I'm going, because if we can understand what our unique innate gifts are, and we can double down on those, and we can actually get into flow with those then that's going to be so much easier for us and and emma had the perfect kind of analogy before when we when we have this current of our energy which is flowing through us on a on a soul level if we're swimming against that current where that energy is flowing what's going to occur is we're just going to get tired and this is what society does to us they put us in a box they say you need to show up like this you need to act like this you need to sit down you need to shut up you need to comply you need to do all of these things which suppresses our unique innate gifts we we live in this society which is filtered through fitting in but it's not really a society of fitting in it's a society of complying to what is normal to what is perceived to be normal anyway and when we learn our epigenetic expression this really allows us to be able to own our unique innate gifts actually go with the way that the energy flows and actually channel through that because if we're channeling through how the energy is already flowing it's so much easier right We're not getting tired Trying to swim against the current. Um, We're energized by actually going with the current. And then in that flow, we can just swim just a little bit to the side and then we just move faster, right? We have a goal and if the energy is already moving in that way and we move with that energy, then that just shifts it just that little bit and just becomes so much easier for us and so much more effortless for us. And this is what learning our epigenetic expression does. It gives us that blueprint to understand This is what my my unique innate gift is. This is what my strength is and how I can actually bring that to the world filtered through how my body operates, which Mm -hmm. then leads into the six different types that we'll talk about. So the first type is the the activator. And we talk about the activator first because they have the shortest attention span. uh, Mm -hmm. And, and they're driven by adrenaline and testosterone. So that's, that's me. Uh, I'm i I'm an activator and if you challenge an activator they're more likely to do it if you use reverse psychology with an activator they're more likely to do something if you say to an activator all right what you're like you, you, you could probably do this program but i don't think you will because i don't think you're probably ready they're gonna go fuck you i'm gonna do this anyway
0: it's so funny because you did that to me the other night didn't you babe john said something like oh you can't do that and i was just like you watch me <laughs> i was like you wait. <laughs> are,
1: you, are you an activator
0: I don't know. Jackie said, when we talked about the other day, she said that I might be on the cusp of activator and connector, but I still need to do my, my epigenetics with you guys so I can figure it out. Can I just can
1: yeah. I just read all six and then we'll go in? Go for it. Yeah.
0: Before we do that though, I just really quickly want to say, because it's my understanding that epigenetics was a term coined by Bruce Lipton. Is that right?
2: Uh, epigenetics, Epigenetics has been around for a while. Bruce Lipton is one of the people that have kind of brought it to the forefront and the work that is done by Bruce Lipton is uh predominantly around um creating creating an environment in our mind which is going to be this expression out into the world so it's all very much about our thoughts drive our reality and that is one component of it and I talk about that in the book of that being one component of it but if you're in a if you're in Living in Hiroshima right now, after that was had a nuclear explosion there so many years ago, that's going to be a completely different environment how do you operate, even if I'm there compared to someone else. Why? Because the environment is going to dictate that. So we're looking at both the environment internally and externally, because that's going to interact and engage with what we're looking at and our relationship between how we're expressing ourselves and the environment is what our epigenetic expression is. So Uh, bruce lipton is the forefather of doing that in a thought-based capacity and our thoughts create our reality and there are other components to it as well
1: okay so i'm just going to add on to that bruce so so epigenetics epi means above so it's like above your genetics and obviously everybody more or less is going to know what genetics are and it's like that's what makes your hair the color it is and 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 Everything about you, right, is your genetics, are like the, the blueprint for your body to follow as it as it grows. But epigenetics are like chemical little tiny chemicals and chemical reactions. And, and, and maybe you can dive in like proteins and things like that, that cause our genetics. They actually they control the genetics. So our genetics aren't set that the, the epigenetics, which is the environment which the genes are in actually control the genes. So you can change your genetics
0: because you studied it didn't you a little bit yeah at
1: melbourne melbourne online university
0: yeah
2: Yeah. so so, sorry the the distinction that we look at between genes and our epigenetic expression is with our genes they're basically switches a gene can be turned on or off or some of them are also dimmer switches which can be turned up or down so we've got our DNA, which do- doesn't really change too much, but how that is being expressed, which ones were turned up or down or on or off will change. Now, if you make a specific choice um, about say food or something, that can impact your fingernails, which changes a lot. Whereas we th- which is a short-term epigenetic change. Whereas my skeletal structure is a long-term epigenetic expression. It's not going to change much unless I have trauma. Once I become an adult, And that is also an indication of what is actually going on in my system during my developmental years, because if I have if I have a a long torso but short femurs, then there has to be a certain there has (laughs) to be a certain hormonal profile in my body for that to occur.
1: Mm. Is it what tell us more about this hormonal
0: profile? (laughs) (laughs) all the time like I say to people you know some some women are like hourglass shaped some are like pear shaped or apple shaped I'm sausage dog shaped I'm like super long torso and little legs and people always say to me like how do you have abs all the time and I'm just like it's just, my torso's just stretched it's just <laughs> what it is and it's funny because whenever John and I go out to eat um we always have to make sure that I sit on the lower chair because he's
1: got <laughs> it emasculates me when she's taller he's than got quite a <laughs>
0: short body and when we sit down I'm taller than him <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, so Oh, so great. When like when when we look at someone, we can automatically just start to see based on their skeletons certain tendencies and tendencies that are playing out in their system based on just their bone structure. And that's why like when when I came over the other day, I'm like looking at John's calves and thinking, oh, okay, cool. Where is he where are his calves based on this? Where does he sit epigenetically? Um and and another version of that is the fingers between the index finger and the, the ring finger. All of these things play into what our hormonal profile is like as we're growing. And that is determined by which genes are turned on or off during the developmental stages. Uh, And then once we know what that is, we can, again, just get in that energy flow and be in that energy channel and actually work with it instead of against it.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. I've got I'm so excited that I've got so many questions but I definitely want to dive into like the basics
1: this is what we'll do yeah because the because every podcast we do is in two parts Mm -hmm. uh the second part is for our our private membership patreons and we love you if you're one of our patreons so in the first half I really want to dive into the six types
0: types, um
1: and all like strengths weaknesses and things like that and then in the second half dive into like okay so a crisis is hit how does each person get through
0: yeah depending on those health types that be yeah. really powerful
1: cool
0: and so before we kind of dive in and you give like a brief description of each health type um is it my understanding that each health type is driven by two is it hormones
2: yeah so okay. there, there's a di- there's a different there's a different biological driver for each type uh some of them it's two some of them it's one so um do you want to go around the circle now just to highlight what each of those are as we go through all right, all right.
1: yeah but i'm I, I i'm reading them out because that's all i've got so great go <laughs> there, for it read them out
2: six... get hold, hold on for just second. get your significance <laughs> it just to... which is what a crusader needs by actually starting to share that so that you have your needs met and you feel good about yourself and then you get more status at the same time so so go ahead crusader thank you i love thank that you. i was gonna say i was gonna
1: say because human needs right um which, I mean, Tony Robbins has the six human needs, we all know. And then I, I, I learned through like neuropsychology, the link of the neurotransmitters to each of the human needs. And then looking at this, I'm thinking, you said they're drive, driven like biochemically. I think it's that sort of that neuro, neurotransmitter that's kind of driving these. So what Correct. I'm trying to say is I'm actually a genius uh, and this is just confirming it. So thank you for being here, exactly. Cody and Emma. I might
0: call you Crusader. From now. We'll okay. Call him Crusader. So there are
1: there are six. There's Activator, Connector, Guardian, Diplomat, Sensor, Crusader.
2: All
0: right. Take and, uh, the spotlight, Cody. What what do they mean? <laughs>
2: Great. So an Activator is very active because they're driven by adrenaline and testosterone, which means they have like a short attention span. They're the ultimate sprinter. Uh, they love challenge. Uh, typically, the best salespeople because they like hitting numbers and they they uh, they want to beat people. So if you've got lots of adrenaline and testosterone in your system, then if someone's like running in your side by side in this in this race, then they're gonna die before just coming second. It's like I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I'm gonna go above and beyond just to make it happen as the activator, a connector, I like
1: an activator and a crusader. Then because
2: so
0: that's what we are
2: are
0: (laughs) (laughs) everything you just said then i really resonate with all of the traits that you just said
2: yeah and and there will be different reasons why different um different health types will do different things technically every single person could have that behavior for a completely different reason and one of the 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 core things that we look at with our epigenetic expression is understanding all right why is someone doing that because Someone else might be really good at sales because they're like a diplomat's really good at sales uh, as an example, because they do it relationally. It's all about building a relationship and over a period of time, and they can sell to that person and support that person Comparative to, all right, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be able to make this sale, um, to be able to hit the numbers and beat other people in doing so. So um, that's that's kind of how it plays out as part of it. Um, so if we move on to the connector X, the connect is driven by oxytocin, which is all about um, connection. It's all about love. It's the, the love neurotransmitter. Uh, and what that means is they again, have a shorter attention span because the they're the mesomorph kind of body, which means that they have a short attention span great at sprinters, greater variety, all of these things. Uh, and what that allows them to do is it allows them to be able to connect with people on an even deeper level because they instantly just mirror and match people just unconsciously. You know, they don't need to necessarily learn too much about that. They just unconsciously do it. Um, So that's the connector. We move around to the guardian next, which is driven by prolactin. Prolactin is like a nurturing hormone. So so nurturing is the the word that resonates most for for the female guardians and protecting is the the masculine guardians as part of it because um, the core component that they filter things through is family. If you go to a gym and you've got these people that are larger in size, they're not even there for the exercise. They're not even there to lose weight. They're there because of the family as part of it. Because they become, the gym becomes their family. Um, and that's when how they're- you say
1: larger in size, do you mean like overweight or
2: like jacked on steroids? Uh, overweight. So overweight by societal standards. And yet with yeah. guardians, it's also their greatest strength because the more weight that they have, the more strength that they have, the more that they can actually give to other people. So society says that they're unhealthy. And at the same time, that's actually healthy for them because what that means is they can actually give more energy to other people.
1: I love and- this sort thing i love giving people permission to be themselves
0: that's what it's about this is i genuinely believe this is why so much of the population is unhappy they're trying to fit into the society's version of success and what we have to do to achieve that and that's not what we're all here for we're all here with our own unique gifts and soul talents that we're here to actually express so yeah it's really cool really powerful yeah
2: 100%. And the Patreon members are going to be in for a real treat because we're going to dive deeper into that in the next section of how that all starts to connect together and how that plays out on a collective level. So if if you're not on Patreon already, then you got to get on it to be able to get that (laughs) content as well. Can
0: you just pitch out on our podcast? (laughs) thank you for the plug.
1: (laughs) Uh, Team, seriously though, there is a link below. It's like $9 a month.
0: Yeah, it's $9 a month. It's like two coffees a month.
1: And it is badass.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so what's the
2: other one after Diplomat? Uh, so we did Guardian and then the Diplomat is the next one, which is driven by serotonin. Um, and with with serotonin, over 70% of the serotonin is produced in the gut. So their, their intuition is often driven by their gut. Uh, a lot of the issues that they have are in their gut because if their gut goes off, then everything falls apart. Their digestion is the lead indicator of stress for them. So if their digestion has gone, then everything starts to fall apart. Um, so that's the... The, the, the diplomat and the, the other core thing as well, as I said before is every single, every single person will have all of these. Every single person has all of them. It's understanding what is the predominant one? What is, what is the first domino? And I talk about this in the book where if you've got this first domino and you knock over the very first one, it creates this cascade of events that knocks over the rest. Mm. So it makes sense to understand what that first domino is for you, right? This is the power of learning our epigenetic expression rather than going to all of the lower priorities and all of the dominoes further down the track. We just determine what's the first thing that's gonna knock down the rest. And serotonin is that for the, the diplomat. So uh, after that, we have the sensor, which is all about vasopressin, which is about mineral balance. Uh, when we look at sensors, they're, they're super intellectual, super fast in how they think. Uh, and at the same time, they're they're quite nervous they're driven by their nervous system they're driven uh by like by the ectomorphic nature that they have so they're super smart but they're also super anxious at the same time their body's just always on alert they instantly get into a a flight frame of reference and this is one of the things that we'll talk about more in in the the second half of the Patreon members is um, people will have different stress responses and if you understand what your primary strength stress response is and which one you can actually tolerate more than others. You can stress yourself in that way to actually grow much faster. And we'll talk about the different ways you can do that in the, the other section, um, because that's all about how we're creating shifts on a collective level. Um and for sensors, they're they're super nervous, super sensitive, which is why they're called sensors. So they can sense a lot of things. Uh, and that is part of their greatest strengths and their greatest systems. Uh, and at the same time they're also opposite to the connector in Connectors want to connect with everyone. Sensors want to just be with like one person at a time. It's just like, okay, cool. Uh, the perfect night for them is uh, a warm night because if they get too cold then all of, the, all of the blood flows from their brain and then they get into stress more because their brain is so dominant that all of the blood flows to their brain. Uh, so they like warmth. They like small groups so that they can actually just be in flow. With, with them as well, when we're talking about flow, if they're just in a cold environment, that's the first thing that actually blocks their flow. Just the cold. So the, like an example of that is I used to date a sensor and she used to be in a air conditioned office all the time and she'd just be stressed all the time. She would end up taking like big wooly jackets on the Gold Coast, bring all these big jackets to work in the aircon because she would just like, her performance would just crash. So just changing that one thing made this huge shift for her. Uh, and that's, that's the power of understanding what that most important domino is for her. Uh, Crusaders next, obviously the best one, according to, to John. So they're driven by dopamine. So it's all about um, achievement. When we look <laughs> at achievement...
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> that's so you. That's the old
2: me.
0: Oh, true. You have, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm you sorry. Know, I,
2: Cody. I've
1: turned my dimmer switch down on that Yeah. And I've balanced the rest of a You found more day. balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I wasn't laughing because it
2: was a bad thing. Oh, I <laughs> <That's just> like... <laughs> Sorry, Cody, go on. You're right. Um, so crusaders are driven by dopamine, which is achievement. And they filter everything through status. And what I mean by status is everything is in a hierarchy. If, if it's a relationship, if it's a relationship like this, a crusader is going to filter it through. This is the perfect relationship. And this is where it is right now. I want to make it better, 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 better. So I get to the highest status relationship based on the hierarchy that is in their mind everything is based on this hierarchy of things and they're consistently looking at achieving a higher level of that and they're consistently leveling up in every single area and the more that they do that the more dopamine they get because with dopamine you get more dopamine in the journey than in the destination it's also the interesting thing is it's also a painkiller dopamine is actually a painkiller so it numbs the pain so if our uh, crusaders on on mission on task what they're technically doing is they're numbing their body to go forward as much as possible, as fast as possible. So the example of this is if if, if, if a crusader was in a, in a war zone and they get their arm chopped off, they probably don't care. They're probably just going to run to the aid station because they've got so much dopamine flowing through their body that they can just tolerate so much pain. They'll get to the aid station and then they'll collapse and realize that they left their arm behind. That's how powerful dopamine is as part of it. And it's this, this thing that actually just drives them. And if, if we talk about it on a collective level, uh, um, crusaders are pretty much the drivers of most things in terms of on a societal level, on a, on a financial system level. Currently it's driven by crusaders as most as, as it kind of plays out at the moment. So it's interesting. Yeah. Uh,
0: that is so, this just fascinates me. I can see how complex it is as well. I can really see that. Um do you know what my uh expression would be based just on what you can see of me and know of me or
1: yeah the, so the but... sausage dog body what is the sausage dog <laughs> well,
0: yeah what well, i mean the,
1: the dog's the connector just so everybody knows in the book i'm reading mrs cody's book again the flow formula it, this is all in the book which is incredible but that each of them have an animal associated mm. with them as well and because emma is the sausage dog maybe she's
0: she the connector the <laughs> and i noticed that the crusader animal is a horse and you love horses well wow, look at that how fitting is that
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um one of, one of the things that we talk about with our epigenetic expression as well is we're not just one solid type um mm. we we talk about six different types on a foundational level because um that allows us to understand and get a grasp of certain tendencies and tendencies of each uh and when we work with people we do a, a full test and we take about an hour uh, and we can find out what their individual number is because within, say, uh, activator, there is sixty different expressions in that. So wow. when we when we're talking about that foundational understanding, we can see the six different types. And then when we work with people on an even deeper level, we get to the individual number. So when when we when I talk to Jackie and the what, what we think that you're at is in that kind of one forty five, one fifty kind of range, which is on that border of activator connector and yeah to know exactly what that is and have that uh, crystal clear clarity it just be the, the full test to be able to understand exactly what that number is and it instantly gives yeah. you a knowing to be able to take the guesswork out of it so yeah
0: and that actually makes complete sense as well with the connector because obviously i've just recently moved to gold coast this year and it's the first time that i haven't had close friends or family around me obviously i've moved from england to australia so i've spent a lot of time being independent by myself but it's hit me so hard this time hasn't it like I've really struggled without having those like like I'm meeting such amazing people here but I think it's that like deep soul family like brother sister relationships which is what I'm kind of I haven't really experienced yet and and I've just noticing how much my energy my like life force energy has been drained from not having that that level of connection so I also think that that would make sense because if that's what I'm driven by um does that mean like is, is it something where like whether you're a connector or an activator or a crusader, do you need to, to hit those those drivers in order to feel fulfilled? Or is it like it's a challenge for you to be okay not hitting that driver? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, definitely. Good question. Um, we will get our needs met regardless. And that can be in a resourceful way or an unresourceful way. So if you don't have challenge, then the way that you create challenge is was, was drama. Mm-hmm. Unconsciously, we get our needs met in some way. If, if someone has a need of significance, unconsciously they'll get that need met by being a victim in, in a lot of instances. We get our needs met in some way. They can be resourceful or unresourceful ways because our biology will play out regardless of what's going on for us. So it makes sense to be able to create resourceful expressions of those things to make sure our needs get met so that we can actually start to lift ourselves and other people up as part of it the alternative is we just do it in shadow ways
0: yeah because i know and i was speaking to jackie about this actually i know like and actually i want to ask you this first how does the epigenetics play into like human design and astrology is it kind of because i feel like there are so many different lenses that we can understand our energetic template through so can you see certain expressions that link into the different human design profiles and types and astrology birth charts and stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, there's different types of profiling tools that we look at. We look at personality profiling, which is typically um, based on certain questions which can change. So you can, you can have a personality profile test, uh, which will tell you that you think and act in a certain way, uh, which could be exactly the same as other people. The difference between that and epigenetic expressions is understanding why you will do that. What is the biological driver that has you do that specific uh, activity or behavior so that you can understand the reason why? Because if, if you're trying to just change people's behavior as part of things, it doesn't really work if, if you're just doing it on a foundational level. But if you understand the underlying bi- biological driver and you have that need met in a resourceful way, it becomes so much more powerful for us. So that's the person you pa- Uh, the personality profiling version of it with things like astrology, human design, gene keys, all of these different things, Um, that's filtered through um, your birth time, uh, your birth location, all of these different things because of how astrology and and all of the the planets and everything align as part of that. There is some crossover between certain things uh, and there's also some things which is like not crossed over at all as part of it. When we look at epigenetic expressions, that's understanding uh, based on what your biology is uh, to understand what, your, what what is the way that you get to create the best in the world. Uh, whereas if we think about human design and gene keys and things like that, it's great to understand what is, what is kind of some of the journeys that are gonna occur throughout your lifetime. So mm-hmm. I, a lot of people will utilize both uh, and multiple tools as part of that because each one has a specific context Uh, to be able to understand that. And the the metaphor that I use with that is most astrology, jinkies, human designers, kind of a a shotgun effect where it's like, okay, cool. This is going to be a theme that goes around and there's going to be this kind of spray of things. Whereas uh, epigenetic expression is just like a a sniper version of it. It's like, this is the tiny little thing which is going to give you the most dramatic results over a period of time. Um, An example of that is like myself and Jackie uh, have gone through the process of the last kind of like 14 months to to become pregnant. And we worked with the lead geneticist to be able to do so. And he said uh, to to rebalance her hormones, she had to have baths at 8.30 p.m. each night to then reactivate her pituitary gland so that she could then uh, reshift her hormones. Now, if anyone else was to try and do that, it'd be completely irrelevant because it's not that sniper effect for them. And at the same time, having that super specific, tiny little thing, which is gonna create the domino effect for all of those other things just becomes so powerful for people to to learn. And that's kind of the distinction that we look at between like personality profiling, human design, and kind of epigenetic expression, how it fits. And ultimately all of them are beneficial.
1: I just want to reiterate how crazy that is. So you might, to get pregnant, Jackie. So for everyone listening, watching, Jackie is Cody's partner. Congratulations as well yeah, on the new the, the Thank do you. you congratulate a pregnancy 100% yeah. Yeah. Or do you oh, say yes. baby do you say congratulations on the baby or do you say congratulations on the pregnancy
0: on becoming pregnant
1: okay so congratulations <laughs> on becoming pregnant and um <laughs> the, the the lead epigeneticist from um like th- th- this formula said yep. Jackie in order for you to have a like much higher chance of falling pregnant have a bath at eight. A hot bath was it? If a I remember bath. rightly, a yep. hot bath yep. at eight thirty p.m. That will activate your. That's the big domino you need in order to get pregnant. Yeah. Like, yep. like what the hell? It's my back because it like, works
0: with it works with the circadian rhythm. Is that right? Yeah. So you know which there's... times of the day you will operate best. So it's a way to optimize your life and your business and.
2: Yeah, so when, when we look at a circadian rhythm, basically that's just the timing of our hormones throughout our body. And if we've got a predominant hormone, that will be they'll have a specific time frame uh, where you can optimize that. So if we think about say diplomats, a lot of the digestion uh, occurs for us between uh, five and six a.m. So if a diplomat has a lot of stress between five and six a.m., then that creates a lot of gut issues for them, and then that creates stress for the rest of the day. How they start their days, how their day will go um and so
0: that might be sorry just to interrupt there but say for example with that like caffeine that's probably not a good time for them to have caffeine because if their nervous system is activated during that time maybe their digestion would be able to flow as well is that the kind correct. of thing yeah
1: creepers, creepers
0: is it is it easy to get too intense with it and to like track every part of your day because it i can imagine that getting your your um knowing your type at the beginning and getting the app and knowing you know your the times of optimization throughout your day for your particular type will be so powerful in the beginning and then i imagine at some point it's just so embodied for you that you then don't need to track it it's just you work around your structure with that is that right
2: yeah so like just with anything it can be an endless rabbit hole that you just keep going down and obsessing over uh, if you choose to and the the most powerful thing about learning epigenetic expression is understanding, well, if you understand the big domino, then you don't necessarily need to worry about every aspect of it. You don't need to worry about like for either of you, you wouldn't necessarily need to worry too much about um, temperature. Both of you are in a kind of zone where it's like, okay, if it's cold or it's hot, there's a certain kind of variation that you can have there. Like your environment isn't number one priority for you. And when we work with people, we understand what the number one priority is. So for Jackie, it's actually mindset. She's a connector and you'd think, oh, okay, cool. So, I connect. they're going to need connection, right? It makes sense to have that be their number one priority. But the limitation is if their mind isn't uh, in alignment, then they unconsciously disconnect with people. They push everyone away. So it's this—it's this thing. Oh, I love connection. It's so good. I oh, give me more connection. Ah, oh, I feel so alive. But then it's like, oh no, just get away from me. Just leave me alone. I'm, I'm not interested in any of this. Just leave me alone. I just need my time to myself. And yet, craving connection at the same time. It's this this polarity that starts to play out of like this is my need, but at the same time I'm pushing it away. And it becomes this this polarity of of our biological needs playing out. Um, and this is one of the things that I talk about with people's core wounds and stuff, which we might go into the Patreon conversation as well, of understanding what is someone's core wound and how we can start to to work through that to be able to get the growth at the fastest rate possible.
1: That is so exciting. Let's definitely talk about that.
0: 100. I'm so excited. Um... Do you think that people will experience the biggest challenges based off of their expression? So I know we keep going back to the connector. I'd love to use another example, but I don't really really know any. And what you say really resonates with me with that. Like, for example, with a connector, because connection is one of their drivers, do you think connectors are likely to experience heightened loneliness in their life? So for example, with the pandemic that's happening, do you think it's the connectors that might be struggling the most with isolation, for example?
2: Uh, yeah there's an element to that um so with with one of the core wounds of the the connector it's the fear of being unlovable or alone ending up alone so that plays out under everything they do that's the lens through which they see the world whether it's conscious to them or not so if that's playing out under the surface then it doesn't really matter even if even if we're in the world that we're in, or even if we're in uh, what was a normal world, that will still play out under the surface as part of it. And as soon as you understand what that is for you, you can actually utilize that as the gateway to the greatest growth so that you can actually move through that rather than stepping back from it. Um, And Mm -hmm. to go to a different example of that is, um, if we think about like a diplomat as an example, they're they're driven by serotonin. So um, if they uh, experience lots of, um, fear of the unknown, which is heightened for a lot of people right now, like we don't know what's going to happen, then that becomes activated because they're not getting as much serotonin as they would. They're not feeling as good as they normally would because they don't have that level of certainty. Certainty uh, of a of an outcome of a decision creates more of a release of serotonin for people. If people make a good decision, serotonin release. If they make a bad decision, serotonin crash, and then they actually ruminate more. So they step back and go, "Okay, I'm not going to make any more decisions." I just need to wait a little bit longer. I need to think about this longer before I make the next decision because of how their, their biology responds to it. So uh, that's a couple of examples of how it plays out.
1: With the uh, different neurotransmitters, like the, the, the biological side of it, I forget the name of what it's called, but if, if for example, a drug addict has a hit of heroin and they get high, In order for them to get the same highness, they need more heroin. So it's kind of like the receptors become less and less receptive the more they
0: indulge in that thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so it's like if we're all driven biochemically, is this where we get to we feel flat? I don't know. Like, like what have you got to say about that?
2: So when it comes to addiction, addiction will play out for different reasons based on each of the different expressions. Uh, and, uh, what, what we're looking at there is your tolerance of dopamine won't necessarily change because it actually creates a level of fulfillment for you. If you're doing it in a resourceful way, Mm -hmm. it just means that you actually create more flow and fulfillment in the things that you're doing because it's actually meeting your needs in that way. Uh, and if, if, if you do it in an unresourceful way, IE, you just have the, the cocaine for for dopamine because like cocaine cocaine releases dopamine if you do it in that way then there's no actual positive feedback loop that's being created because it's just releasing all of the dopamine into your body without actually going through the drip feeding of achieving something so it actually creates a negative feedback loop and then that's why people get burnt out doing things like cocaine rather than actually achieving things
1: Mm
0: -hmm. makes sense oh god this is mind-blowing i love it um how are we doing for time Is that the time I think it is?
1: Yeah, we'll do another five minutes.
0: Another five minutes, okay. I wanted to ask, unless you've got a question, I wanted to ask something. No, no, no,
1: you asked. I've got mine written down here.
0: Something that Jackie was speaking about the other day is how the different types will also show. And I just think this is so powerful, especially for anyone in the health industry and personal trainers. Obviously, I know you come from that background that you will have a particular body type based on what your epigenetic expression is. And Jackie was explaining it to me and I think she said that it's possible with my expression that after I hear, I think it was the age of 25 or something that I actually carry more weight as my maintenance Um, because as I shift like through the timeline just through the ages that's naturally what my expression will do and I found that so interesting because I even had someone message me the other day saying you know do you intuitively eat do you intuitively train and I was like yes I do I was like I actually think that there's such a big part of um, again, this is why people are so unhealthy, is they're trying to stick to a, a certain calorie deficit or a certain training program that isn't actually designed for them as the healthy maintenance weight. So I'd love it if you could just share a little bit of light on that, if possible.
2: Yeah, definitely. So there's um, there's, there's two parts to it. The first part is that um, our epigenetic expression is our, how we're responding to our environment right now. Now, if you have if a woman has children then she has a completely different hormonal profile after that experience she has more prolactin because she's producing breast milk so she has more prolactin so her epigenetic expression will shift slightly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and over over a period of time there's a certain direction that people's epigenetic expression shifts you're not going to go from one side to the other but you might have you might go from like it's highly likely that i'll go from being a 95 activator to the next section over, which is a 90. It's only a five degree shift, but a 90 crusader because of how um, the male body changes over a period of time. So that's the first part. It changes over a period of time and it's only slight shifts. Uh, And then the second component of that is that they've they've done studies on exercise and just changing the time of exercise throughout the day based on people's epigenetic expression. And by just changing the time of exercise, people were able to get dramatically different results by just change, training say in at nighttime rather than in the morning. And so if, we, if we look at what marketing is in the context of health and fitness, it's predominantly uh, activators, uh, crusaders and connectors because they have more muscle. They can instantly go to the gym and then they instantly get results much faster and they're the, the pin-up fitness people. And yet that's only healthy for them. And training in that way, say like an F45 or a CrossFit or something like that, those three can do it rel- like relatively well. But then you've got half the population that trains like that, which is actually not beneficial for how their body responds to exercise. Mm-hmm. So when we can align uh, the, the way that they can train optimally with their epigenetic expression just means they get far better results. And then as we talked about earlier, they have the ultimate permission to be who they are rather than trying to be this this person with, with the abs and things like that. There are certain people that just have abs all of the time based on the epigenetic expressions. And there's certain people which will uh, n- never really have abs based on the epigenetic expression.
1: Mm.
0: And again, that's like full permission. Like everyone's trying to get that kind of cultural, hit that cultural expectation of what a body should look like both male and female. And it's like, but if you actually understand what's healthy for you and how your body operates it gives you full permission to be in that and to be healthy, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's very really powerful.
1: Yeah. Last question, and then and then we'll have our break. the the environment we're in changed our epigenetics, right? so if we're if we're in um, the the mountains of Canada and it's freezing cold, right, and that's where we live, that's where we grew up, and then we go to um the 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 desert, the Sahara desert, I don't know, somewhere hot, somewhere warm. Just that shift. nothing else really changes. you kind of keep your diet the same, whatever, just one variable. Is that going to change your genetic makeup?
2: It, it won't change your genetic makeup. It will change how your genes are being expressed. So an example of this is the, the person who founded the, the company. Uh, basically, he was living in Adelaide. He had an allied health um, kind of uh, practice. And he basically just started developing these symptoms and couldn't work out what was going on chronic pain for like three years, eventually he finds out what's going on. And they say, uh, hey, you've got this gene mutation. Um, and when you find out you've got that gene mutation, you've got 10 years to live. Uh, sorry, you're already three years into it. Good luck. Mm-hmm. That was the response. Uh, and he's like, fuck that, that is not happening. I'm gonna do something about this. And he just went on this search uh, to be able to find out ways to shift it. And he found the, the other co-founder which is the lead geneticist from Italy uh, to to go, okay, cool, how can we change this? And he goes, it's pretty simple. You just got to move to Queensland. You're in the wrong environment. The environment that you're in is creating a heightened response with this gene mutation. You need to be in a warmer environment because what that's going to do is it's going to be this domino that knocks things over, which is mean that means that your stress is going to drop down and the gene mutation uh, doesn't flare up as much. And voila, he moved to Queensland and all of the symptoms disappeared.
0: Isn't that amazing? Just you saying that, I'm getting like so excited. Are you feeling it too? <laughs> I feel it too. What? It's crazy. What? And yeah, and it's so interesting you say that as well because I've I've always been really drawn to like hot, humid, uh, environments. I've always thought I'm going to end up in somewhere quite humid because I get cold so freakishly easily, and I don't know what that means. But even just moving in Queensland, I'm starting to get used to the humidity. It's quite intense, but I actually think my body type will do better here that in somewhere really cold because it just affects me so much more easily. Um, So Cody, thank you so, so much for this first part. I am so excited to dive deeper into it in the second half where we're gonna go through core wounding and we're gonna dive deeper into each genetic type Uh, expression sorry and how that ties into handling a crisis like this collective right now um if anyone is interested in finding out more about finding your energetic uh, sorry epigenetic expression then we'll put all of cody's links below so you can um, get in touch with him we'll also put the link to his book the flow formula so you can check that out as well Um, and for those of you that are in our patreon group uh, we'll see you in the next half and for those of you that aren't the link is also down below so you can join it for nine dollars a month and you get all of the exclusive access um
1: every podcast we've ever done
0: yeah yeah it's where the the juicy stuff happens so we'll see you in there